You know when you go to a public bathroom? And often the men's bathroom has a symbol on it. A circle with a little arrow coming out of it. And the women's bathroom has a circle with a little cross underneath it. Those symbols, which most people would recognize as the man symbol and the woman symbol, originate as the symbols for the planets Mars and Venus. Dear listener, you likely have heard the saying, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Since all humans, regardless of gender or genitals, come from Earth, why do we associate gender with planetary archetypes? Welcome to the future podcast about gender, archetypes, astrology, ancestry, and liberation. I am your host, Mars Gurdaiva. This episode begins a podcast series that explores the zodiac as a form of ancient intergenerational indigenous knowledge, and the use of archetypes as a lens to view the effects of colonization. New episodes come out on the new moon or the full moon. Subscribe to the future wherever you listen to podcasts. According to the modern Bible of archetypes, tvtropes.org, an archetype is a universal theme, story, or character, which is so fundamental that, regardless of how many times it is used or misused, It never becomes stale, dated, or cliché. The planets, as characterizations of life, have existed in our collective consciousness for as long as imagined history extends. Heavenly bodies have affected life on Earth for as long as life has existed on Earth. The rhythmic embrace of the moon churns the oceans. The heat of the sun feeds us. The way that we currently talk about planetary archetypes forgets how they have influenced our global culture. These characters animate our earliest views of divinity. They inspired personifications in every major religion and shaped the gender roles we enact today. Even the names that we use to reference the days of the week originate in planetary archetypes. Sunday for the sun... Monday, the moon, Tuesday for Mars, Wednesday for Mercury, Thursday for Jupiter, Friday for Venus, and Saturday for Saturn. If these archetypes influence our lives and self-perception so deeply, why do we know so little about them? Why do we not commonly understand why we use planetary symbols for binary genders? Colonial patriarchy defines masculinity by its oppression of femininity. When we perform colonial gender roles labeled with the symbols for Mars and Venus, we enact a system that implies the archetypal force of Mars inherently oppresses the archetypal force of Venus. Venus represents harmony and peace. Harmony comes through connection between distinct energies. A musician creates harmonies for the ear by playing notes that blend with one another 
A painter creates harmonies for the eye by pairing complementary colors together. A person can create harmony by interacting lovingly with themselves and others. The symbol associated with the archetype of Venus demonstrates this harmony. The circle represents femininity, the stem represents masculinity, and the cross represents divinity. All energies at peace with themselves and one another. This all-gendered archetype manifests as both internal and interpersonal peace. Mars represents navigating crisis and chaos. In a situation that forces one to make a decision, a crisis, one needs to maintain unswerving presence in all of their senses. In moments when we need to stay present for survival, we need to master all feelings of fear and panic. We master fear when we present our naked intentions during sex. We control panic in the face of violence. When the archetype of Mars fails to internally master fear and panic, then it turns this energy outwards and attempts to control external forces, conquering people and environments to mask an inner terror it struggles to soothe. Coercing the global population into acting out a gendered social structure signified by the archetype of chaos, oppressing the universal archetype of peace, has had profoundly harmful consequences. It suggests that colonial patriarchy's primary goal constitutes preventing any person from experiencing internal or interpersonal peace. Those tasked with enacting the role of oppressor must forfeit their access to healthy connection in order to harness the tenuous power of conquering. Denying ancestral knowledge, the knowledge of self, form the basis of a perpetual system of oppression. In a world where we do not know ourselves or our history, reality can only exist as told by the people who hold power over information. The people in power teach us that humanity has always existed in a state of division, surviving only by conquering others by hoarding resources while our neighbors starve, by treating the earth like a savage climate that we need to tame like a bitch. They teach us that we have no power, that we can only live as cogs in the meat grinder of capitalism. They teach us that we are alone. We are born alone, and we die alone. They teach us to live in a constant state of fear and panic. In truth, we have great power, and that power increases exponentially when we stand together. Standing together 
means standing with our ancestors as much as it means standing with our neighbors. Our ancestors had profound knowledge about themselves. They learned over the course of millennia how to live respectfully with one another and with the earth. They fashioned this knowledge into a gift for us. Our ancestors left us a map for navigating life in the form of the archetypes of the zodiac. Symbolism animates all languages. A word can symbolize a thought, emotion, or object, and convey it to a listener. Music and art can communicate experiences. The archetypes of the zodiac express a rich symbolic language for humanity's intergenerational relationship with time. The people who first created astrology watched the heavens with naked eyes, chronicling minute movements of stars, accumulating a precise understanding of the activities of planets involved the participation of a hundred thousand generations, passing down this sacred knowledge of context through oral traditions and a symbolic language designed to survive time. Knowing their descendants would recognize a progression that relates to daily life, they crafted the signs of the zodiac to reflect the evolving role one plays in a community. The archetype of Aries represents infants living on pure instinct, reacting to their impulses and needs with immediate necessity. Taurus represents toddlers, developing familiarity with their body's needs, rhythms, and pleasures, grounding and sustaining the energy created during infancy through sensual experience. Gemini represents children learning to acquire language and information. Curiosity transforms life as the changeable world reveals the changeable nature of self. We must first interact with the world as an infant before we can interact as a child, a youth, a parent or an elder. A person experiences the world in relation to an interconnected web of community. As the archetypes in the zodiac reflect characterizations of people, a sign can only exist in relation to the entire zodiac. The archetype of Aries represents the physical experience of infancy, as well as the relationship between a community and an infant. As a symbolic language built to convey interconnection, the archetypes of the zodiac function as a lens to view many realms of life. The zodiac works as a diagram to demonstrate how distinct body parts interact, how different physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual needs holistically support one another, and how social dynamics manifest. It also provides a lens to view gender as a fluid and evolving experience. The zodiac views masculinity and femininity as divine elemental genders. Each element in the zodiac represents an energy that all people manifest. 
Fire represents passion and will. Earth represents sensuality and hunger. Air represents mind, logic, and communication. Water represents thirst, desire, and emotions. The elements function as two distinct sets of interlocking triads. Fire and air reflect one another. The passion of fire mirrors the insatiable curiosity of the mental element air. These two represent outwardly directed processes, or what we would more commonly refer to as extroversion. Earth and water reflect one another. The sensuality of the body, represented by earth, mirror the emotional sensitivity and sexuality of water. This elemental relationship represents inwardly directed experiences, or introversion. Astrologers have historically referred to fire and air as masculine elements, and earth and water as feminine elements. In this archetypal interpretation of gender, every person expresses both masculinity and femininity. Colonial patriarchy divides humans into two distinct roles organized by biological experience. The gender roles and gendered segregation of tasks we enact today curiously align with the elemental genders of the zodiac. Women can only fulfill the archetypes of the feminine elements, earth and water. Women for sex, Scorpio. Women for emotional labor, Pisces. Women to birth and nurse children, Cancer. Women to raise children and manage the family, Capricorn. Women to clean the house and cook the meals, Virgo. Women to work the land and provide pleasure, Taurus. Men become a separate class by the division of labor. Men to lead the army, Aries. Men to rule the kingdom, Leo. Men to preach the word of God, Sagittarius, men to develop language, Gemini, men to innovate technology, Aquarius, men to write laws, Libra. The system of patriarchal colonialism has grown into other forms of oppression. White supremacy and capitalism transform the structure used for gender oppression into a system for racial and class oppression. The practice of dividing who gets to fulfill what archetype by gender has expanded into an intersectional hierarchy of access to basic human behaviors. What we once considered universal truths now get hoarded into rights for some, forcing others to go without freedoms to the degree of their circumstance. The archetype of Aries manifests the power of impulse, Colonial patriarchy coerces us to enact a social dynamic where certain demographics get enabled to fulfill every impulse, regardless of the consequences, while others learn to curb their impulses out of a need for survival. Leo embodies the power of personality. Colonial civilizations utilize a dynamic where only some receive encouragement to self-actualize, 
while demanding that others represent their demographic. Sagittarius symbolizes the power of opinion and ideology. In our culture, the opinions of the colonial demographic overpower the opinions of oppressed groups and individuals. On a larger scale, this archetype manifests under patriarchal colonization as violently wiping out indigenous spiritualities and repressing feminine magical practices. Gemini manifests the power of information and language. Oppressive civilizations control information by denying the oppressed demographics access to learning how to read and write. Colonization erases languages through destroying cultural artifacts, burning libraries, and separating children from parents. Oppressors also control information through the media and state. Aquarius embodies the power of freedom. Colonial cultures suppress folks expressing the dynamic totality of their gender, a tactic necessary to enforce a deeper harm, limiting access to publicly disagreeing. This expands to imprisoning people for transgressing the social contract, culminating in closed borders designed to limit travel for certain demographics. Libra symbolizes the power of conversation and justice. The imbalance in our daily discussions amounts to global conversational injustice, denying certain demographics access to adding their testimony to the communal pool of knowledge prevents decisions regarding group organization from accurately reflecting the population's needs. Oppressive states exclude oppressed demographics from voting. Voting determines who writes the laws that affect everyone. Blocking marginalized groups from participating in elections creates a justice system structured to unfairly favor colonizers. Scorpio manifests the power of sex and shadow. A culture built on fear needs someone to project that fear onto. Usually fear gets projected on the folks suffering the greatest consequences of cultural violence. Demonizing victims of violence form the fulcrum of rape culture. Conquering the Americas through genocide and creating a cross-continental system of slavery succeeded through using rape as a tool of colonization. Today, Western cultures continue to persecute the children of these historical crimes as the harbingers of evil. Pisces embodies the power of belief. A culture of disbelieving women, children, poor, foreign, racialized and queer people deepens the power imbalance. This culture expands to medicalizing and institutionalizing divergent ways of existing in the world. Cancer symbolizes the power of memory and creation. Colonial societies memorialize oppressors as heroes while erasing memory of those conquered. Colonizers will appropriate the geniusly raw art inspired by surviving oppression as a way of obscuring the memory of struggle. 
Capricorn manifests the power of legacy. Erasure of memory leads to withholding colonized demographics, access to raising their children with their unique ancestral practices. Hoarding intergenerational knowledge limits communal access to navigating institutions and gaining institutional power. Perpetually entrenching the culture into a hierarchy that favors some and neglects others. Virgo embodies the power of humility and health. Our body's mundane daily needs exalt the divinity of humility. Colonial structures utilize segregated access to quality nutrition to prevent marginalized groups from having enough energy to rise up. Poor and working-class folks get forced to work bizarre schedules, making it difficult to form reliable habits. Preventative health care requires reliable habits. The Western allopathic medical system offers little preventative care and profits off of managing and curing illness. Taurus symbolizes the power of pleasure and stability. Colonial society encourages its beneficiaries to experience pleasure at the expense of other people. Taurus also relates to skin, the largest pleasure organ. Colonial cultures segregate access to showing naked skin by race and gender. I believe we have reason to hope. I believe we can heal from these cultural wounds and heal our planet. I had the opportunity to join the Global Climate March in Montreal. 500,000 people showed up for the sole reason of gathering peacefully and walking together. It changed my view of my neighbors. I have lived in this city for seven years, many of those years homeless. Living in the busyness of the city while so vulnerable, I had learned to fear many of my neighbors. Folks walking past without care, with the desperate bodies on the street. Yet as I marched beside these same people, led by the children, I felt a deep gratitude for every person. People who normally I would avoid on the street out of fear, I felt a profound sense of love for. We all marched together, declaring with our presence that no one wants to live in this broken system anymore. No one wants to live in a society hell-bent on despair. I felt safer on the streets than I ever had before. We followed the lead of the children, 
and a deep feeling of respect emanated from the crowd. Every person could feel that no one present would do anything disrespectful or violent. We had gathered to show one another that we can exist in peace. As I walked, I thought of the story of the birth of Venus. It begins with Uranus. Uranus has a son, Saturn, and Saturn rebels against his father. Saturn castrates Uranus, cutting Uranus's penis off and dicing it into tiny pieces. Saturn then casts the ruined member that spawned him into the sea, scattering the lot amongst the chaos of currents. Yet the mother of creation lives in the chaos of the ocean. And in her belly, the fragments gathered together and rose on the crest of a wave, forming into the body of Venus. Uranus, like its counterpart Aquarius, represents the community of global humanity. They symbolize the two things that we all have in common. We all have the same basic needs, and every person has a unique experience. Saturn, like its counterpart Capricorn, represents tradition. Tradition supports all life and knowledge transferal. Language builds on a tradition of shared meaning. Culture reflects traditions of communal perspective. Institutions show traditions of building access to resources. Re-examining the story through these deeper meanings reveals Uranus, global humanity, having a child or collectively creating something. Humanity collectively creates Saturn. Traditions of language, culture, and construction. Those traditions can go awry, becoming oppressive hierarchical structures that castrate humanity's capacity to collectively conceive the honesty necessary for arousal and creation. These oppressive traditions divide us, like Saturn dicing Uranus's penis, scattering us in the sea of chaos. And in this chaos, we have created many beautiful things. Now we gather to create our greatest form, peace. Venus, the archetype of harmony and love, forms from the many divided and abused peoples gathering together peacefully, despite their horrific circumstances. The climate march I went to began with a young person, Greta Thunberg, peacefully protesting every Friday. She called it Fridays for the Future. Young people around the world now join her in striking every Friday. The global climate strikes and marches now happen on Fridays. We name the days of the week after the planets and their archetypes. And we have named Friday after Venus. Every time we gather peacefully to resist the tragedy of our collective situation, we invoke the archetypal story of the birth of Venus. 
Venus represents peace and harmony through surrender to justice. Consider this as aesthetic justice, doing justice to a musical note by pairing it with a harmonizing note, doing justice to a color by pairing it with a harmonizing color, doing justice to another person by harmonizing with them through love. Surrender to the love we can create together with our neighbors and with our ancestors. Through love we can bring peace, justice, and liberation to this world. This project happens with audience participation and support. You can join the future community on Patreon by becoming a patron and getting access to Q&As, archival content, and a group of folks passionate about liberatory astrology. You can also follow along with each episode's show notes, illustrations, and related links on marszachgordiva.com. You can also book a natal chart reading with me or subscribe to the newsletter on the website. Thank you kindly for listening. Share this information with your friends and loved ones and we can all heal together.